You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Dolphins Podcast, a proud member of the Dolphin Talk Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alex Sides and me, Scott Quiggle. Hey everyone, before we get started today, I'd like to ask a favor of you. Please go to our website at twooldolphans.com and sign up for email notifications. The only time we typically send anything out is when we publish a podcast. Um, and you will receive that email immediately upon us publishing it, which guarantees that you will hear the podcast probably a day before anyone else, as it's taking very long to populate the various uh, platforms, you know, iTunes and Google Play and Spotify these days. So do that. Um, we'd also like to grow the podcast, so if you could follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, that would be great. Tell your friends about us. That would be even better. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of Two Old Dolphins Podcast. Today, we have Alex as normal. How are you doing, Alex? Fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm suffering. Maybe I'll tell you a little bit about that later but uh, uh and we have andy oh, with us today mm-hmm. from florida so hey guys how are you today i i can't believe anyone would be fantastic a couple days i guess enough days have passed where it's a, you could feel fantastic again alex but boy was that I'm okay with yeah it. The, the, i had a i had a hard time sleeping afterwards it was so bad <laughs> i had a hard time t- sleeping too but it didn't have that much to do with the game no i broke a tooth this weekend <laughs> And so it, I was suffering for a couple of days, and then yesterday I had an oral surgery to remove it. So oh, I taste God. blood all the time today, and it's uh, it doesn't feel great. So that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're a trooper. Yeah, well, you're I mean, you 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 proceed on. It's not like debilitating pain at this point. It's just like uh, take a pill and go to work. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, as painful as that might have been, Scott. It couldn't have been more painful than what we witnessed on Monday night. Oh, my goodness. That was the epitome of pain to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, such le- a level of supreme confidence. You guys heard me in the last podcast talk about mm-hmm. how confident my, me too. Yeah. we both were about how we were going to be 11-3 and three going were. into the Dallas game, and that was the big question. You know, how are we going to do against a Wait, winning team like Dallas? But Scotty, what got me on that was that we reverted back to, and I want to discuss in detail what that happened, but there were so many things that that we had that I thought was in our rearview mirror, that I thought that it was in our past that we weren't going to deal with that anymore. But we've been dealing with, uh, you know, the stupid timeouts, the a dumb, a dumb team making stupid penalties, uh, a team having turnovers, uh, again, those turnovers, 
uh, and and an offense that looks quite frankly inept. And I I know we're going to get into the hill, but there's no reason why one guy goes out and our offense can look that bad. Yeah. I just don't see I think it. it was, that, that's a yeah. problem. And, but I think it was more than one guy. I think that uh, when it comes to the offensive line, Williams was the one thing that was holding the injured offensive line together, and that with his mm-hmm. loss, it, it it broke. It broke. Once he went out, uh, Tua had so much less time to get rid of the ball. And you got to remember that our offense is uh, as the passing game is so timing based. You know, uh, Tua is always getting it out in under two seconds. He's throwing to spots. He's expecting receivers to be there. <coughs> so, okay, yeah, yeah. So um, it's not. It certainly is Hill, but it's more than Hill. I think the loss of and and, and the other thing, Scott. If I if I could, Scott, sure. the other thing. So many offensive linemen go down, but the thing with Hill for me is that. He's a one-of-a-kind player. We have great players on our team, Waddle and Mozart and Achan, and we have a lot of playmakers. But there's no one in the league like Tyreek Hill. I'm sorry, right. but no one in the league like Tyreek Hill. So he brings a dynamic to that team offensively that I don't think anyone else can bring. And the way I had seen it, at least to me, when he went down, and what a tough Mother effer he is. I mean, my God, to be able to even come back in after after sustaining that injury was amazing. I love the fact that he said his wife told him, get your ass back in there. You I know? was going to say, his wife is pretty tough, too. Yeah. Pretty damn you know, I, tough, Alex. I, I, believe her, I believe her brother was a professional football player. Really? I, heard, I read something about that. So she comes from a line of athletes as well. Uh, is there a way that we can invest in their kid? Uh, that might be. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Uh, no, he is, but guys, it, it was more than that. Look, I, if you look at the offensive line rating uh, and pass blocking, what we were just talking about, uh, Connor William was at 74 the little time that he played, which was, I think, four four plays of pass blocking. Uh, I, Eichenberg came in at 55. Austin Jackson came in at 36. Julian Hill, who has been a fiasco, uh, blocking came in at 27. Yep. So really, the center that everybody talks about, that really, I don't see, it wasn't that detrimental. It just wasn't. It was more Austin Jackson not doing his job. It was more Robert Jones coming in at 40. That, that, that's the that's the pro football focus rating. 40 for Austin, for Robert Jones. 36 for Austin Jackson. That had, That's not our center, man. Our, that offensive line sucked. And missing again, uh, you know, I don't even know if we should talk about it, but Armstead again. Yeah, we only get to have him play for part of a game every once in a while. Because Lamb did did awesome. (laughs) Lamb came in at 73. So what I'm trying to tell you is there was more – the offense is inept at times. And the play calling is pathetic when we get down there. Uh, When we get down to the red zone, we – with all this – Constant yeah. passing that we were doing. Let's let's, uh, let's spend a moment not to mention talking about the, the, the time McD again, yeah. right? McDaniel again. So he insists on being the play caller, which is the traditional mm-hmm. role of the offensive coordinator. And one of the things, the insights I was hoping Hard Knocks would maybe give us, or some article, you know, that came out with somebody that had a bit of insider information, is 
what is the relationship between Frank Smith and and um and McD on during the game? Right? The the reason I have that question is like why do we have an offensive Who knows? coordinator? I mean, maybe they're collaborating designing plays or collaborating for the scheme for the game. They they have to be, right? But when McDaniel is calling those games, I always have this feeling like he's a Madden gamer. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. He's just pass, 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 pass happy. And so I I didn't have the time this morning. I was going to try and find the statistics in the NFL when you are in a third and short or third and goal or something, you know, where you have a short distance, like one yard, one and a half yards, something like that. What is the ratio? of pass versus run from Mm -hmm. the common NFL. And what is the ratio of pass versus run from this team? Well, from Philadelphia, it would be like 150 billion percent run. That's right. (laughs) Right. 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 But uh, it's 100% successful. But but listen, it it doesn't change. So uh, no, one more thing about it. One more Mm -hmm. thing about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I want everyone to ask themselves this question. Is our passing game that much better than our running game when we do run? Is it so hmm. much better that you would elect to go against the grain and and pass all the time versus run? Like if you were completely unsuccessful in running, you didn't have good backs, you had a line that couldn't run block, I get it. Like okay. you have to fall back but on Scotty, the pass for Okay, Scotty, everybody But that's not the case. Okay, but here's the thing. The numbers, they don't they don't lie. We had almost a hundred yards rushing in the first half. Yep. Oh, I did. Actually, we did have 101 yard rushing. Uh, we finished the game with 158 yards rushing because we barely had the ball. Uh, it seemed like in the second half, it was just punting, punting, punting the whole third quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. We had 5.1 yard per per rush. 31 carries for 158. I'll take that any day of the year. Fifth, over five yes. yards a carry. Yeah. It was honestly, it's one more time that this line, like I just showed you, everybody's complaining that we blocked pretty well on the running. We did very well. In the past, we sucked. That was, so if you know that, why didn't we just stay with the run? And we exactly. did at the end of the game, okay? McDaniel did, did adjust Those to two it. magical opportunities at the end of the game that gave us a 14-point lead are the ones that, were correctly called. Okay. We ran the ball really well, guys. We had 31 attempts for uh, 5.1 yard per carry, uh, 158 total yards rushing the ball. And passing the ball, we had 33 attempts. So it was very balanced. It was a balanced uh, game. For, but only 208 yards of total because we took a, a shitload of sacks. Yeah. Our, 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 our line was not protecting Tua, and Tua – did not respond well. He too is not the kind of quarterback that can just take a game uh, under his shoulders like uh, Josh Allen and start running with the ball mm. and, and create. He's not doing that, and he will never do that. This is a time. So yeah. when we put him in that predicament, the game was. I mean, our offense. I've I, in other podcasts I've said it. Got, and Andy, you probably you've heard it. I'm sure. I've been very concerned about our offense, and our defense played exceptional for you know 58 minutes. It, our defense outscored our offense. Through three quarters. Fact. I mean, it's our our offense was just has been really pedestrian, and many many times recently. And it and now it's hard for me to say that when we're like the top offense, but it's just 
doesn't click at times. We look terrible against Philadelphia. We look bad against Kansas City, and we look bad in this game. Yeah, and I you think know? the I think the injuries had a lot to to do with that. The other thing that was really disturbing to me, guys, was the management of the play clock. I mean. It was like yeah. we, it's like we went backwards again, where all of a That's sudden, what I was we were, saying. Yep. all of a sudden we were getting down to five, four, three, two, and they were there just barely getting the, the, the ball snapped and looked disorganized and, and had so to take forth. a timeout but Andy, because we didn't get the play. But Andy, time. Yeah, let me, let me, let me yeah. touch on that. Uh, there's, I took point, uh, uh, basically seven, nine events in the game that cost us the game. Uh, the first one was, of course, that fumble, the, uh, the, the, the first drive. The second one was Chubb, which well, I don't know we're going to elaborate on how stupid of a bonehead play that was. He misses a sack and therefore takes his helmet off and, and throws it on the field so they get a first Let's down. Let's add to that. Touchdown. Even after he ended up being part of the tackle later in the play. Yes. He was in on tackling the yes. quarterback at, at the end of the play and still took off his helmet and threw it. He kept... It was it was a it was a selfish, undisciplined act yeah. that cost us. That could, that's another one that could. Have, if you look at the point differential, yes. If we would have had a field goal, or held them to a field goal in those two events, we would have won the game. Correct. The next one was the 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 block field goal again. Our special team, which has been nothing but unspecial this year, mm-hmm. gives a guy an easy. And again, that wasn't the center. That was our long snapper. He went right up the middle. Perfect. Boom. Block kick. 44-yard field goal, which is which is in most kickers in the league, that's automatic. Very makeable, we, we yes. Get, we get a block. Then came what Andy was just referring to. Uh, we had a first and 10 at the 10-yard line, uh, and we ran it, to, uh, what, twice. Again, ended up with a field goal. That's another, another time that we we just had the ball right there, first and 10, right outside the 10-yard the, the line. And we just ran, uh, we just passed, 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 field goal. Then came the, what Andy was referring to. I'm sorry, our fifth. With 10 minutes and 48 seconds left in the third, we, the, we started calling timeouts. We had a timeout on our, literally on first and 10 at the 20-yard line. Timeout. Before the play even occurs. Later on with 844 on the second, and the same drive, we again call another timeout. With a second and ten at the thirty-two, I mean that was the old offense, yep. right? Yeah, that we couldn't get the plays in. We call this game had Last all the makeup Dolphins of a team that's reverting. This year's Dolphins, by old Dolphins, we don't yeah, mean that, historical. We mean under McDaniel. Yeah, but but, but we, we we reverted to a team that with bad clock management, mm-hmm. stupid team making stupid plays, and a team that had, uh, uh you know. The, the penalty, everything of a dumb team, a team that wasn't prepared or wasn't focused, maybe. I don't know. But to, again, to be having these timeout issues, and again, it, it hit us in the, it snapped, it hit us in the butt again. Late in the game, we couldn't stop the clock. Right. When we needed right. to. That's right. We but you no know, can, can I can I point something out? You make a great point, which is Tua is not the kind of quarterback that's going to take the game in his hands and win it for you. And where that really resonated the most with me is that very last offensive play of the game when it was fourth and two or three. 
that play was made for the quarterback to run. That's right. I mean, it was made for that. And it wasn't even and, – and it looked to me like when he had the ball, he was kind of thinking that way, you know, but he couldn't get maneuver his way through that line. But we do not have a quarterback, and, I, and I'm not – I've never been a huge fan of the running quarterback, but it's a great – you know, sort of last-ditch effort to salvage a play when you have a quarterback that can make something out of nothing. And Tua is not that guy. I mean, and it probably will never, I assume, will never be that guy. Right. And and I think that that's going to hurt us when we get to competitive games in a playoff atmosphere where you're at the end of the game and you really need something miraculous, like something like a Dan Marino would have done back in the day. I don't think we're going to see that with Tua. I mean, I really don't ever think we'll see it with him. And does that make him not the quarterback of the future for the Dolphins? I know McDaniel loves Tua and he's a very accurate passer, but is that enough to get us over the top? I don't know. I think he can continue to grow in his skill set and do a little better, do a little more. I totally agree with you. Even the last play, that's one of those ones where you have to have that mental preparedness. You're going to go at your first mm -hmm. look. And after your first look, if, if that pocket is collapsing, then you have to create. And that has to be coached and trained into him more than it. It currently is so for sure i mean <clears throat> let me highlight a drive that actually ended in points uh, a field goal that highlights the problem with mcdaniel as oc where he just needs to change he needs to change so it was, it's third quarter um tyreek mm -hmm. had come back into the game right uh so he hit uh, uh tyreek twice uh on that drive uh, and Ingold had his infamous hurdle. There's all kinds of pictures and stuff around that. That's pretty awesome. And so we get to first and goal. How many times did we run from first and goal? Uh, you're looking at the drive. I'm sorry. Cause this thing cut out a little bit. Uh, we did. Uh, we did not. This is the, which possession, which possession was this one? Zero. Yeah. Okay. Let's back up. Yeah, first and goal. So a third quarter, two passes Tyreek, oh, yeah, the angle yeah. hurdle drive. Okay. They right. got us to first and goal. I think zero I think zero is the answer to so that. So zero is wrong. the answer to that. He tried to pass to first and goal every time, every play. Right? Uh uh so let's back up. How many times did we run during that drive? Maybe zero again? Yes. It was like Hill came back on the field and McDaniel was became his little magical elf self. Uh, he's he's back. I'm going to pass every play, and so we did. We did not run on that drive. It drives me crazy. The thing that makes the pass game more effective for us is when you don't know if we're going to. You're not sure we're hmm. going to pass or not. Yep. The defense has to respect the run game and the pass game. And even though we ran like crazy all these yards in the in the first half. We we had drives in the second half where we didn't run you, at all. You know what bugs me, guys, it, Scott. I'm sorry, it, but the mm. but the again, I you know I addressed it a little bit earlier. The 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 third and short, and the fourth when you're going for it, fourth and short, and uh and the goal line situations where you're you're a yard or two out and not running, it kills me. It kills me. Passing is a lower percentage for most, especially 
when the other team knows you're going to pass. Scott, when we got the gift at the end of the, the I call it the two gifts, right? Uh, we had a, a the yes. gift number one the was the fumbled punt, the, the muffed. We punt. got the ball at the yep. seven yard line on that play. Uh, then the other one, mm-hmm. the the bad pitch, uh, which the announcers were saying it was a Henry fumble. That was pretty funny. Uh, the pitch was around. Yeah. Pitch was around his. It was like over his. Back yeah, yeah. It was like on his neck. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. but anyway, both of those possessions, we ran the ball and we ran it in. We got the touchdown. Yep. It looks like I'm hoping McDaniel learned something from that. I just don't believe it because, uh, guys, I want to put to bed. It's been repeated for so long for the whole season. Listen, and as a Dolphin fan, I wish that we stopped being. I, I, I hate to. I have no other word. That looser excuse that we have. Oh, injuries. We were playing a Tennessee team that had their their best corner out, their best edge rusher out. They had one of the worst offensive line in the NFL. We sacked them once. They have probably the yeah. worst left tackle rated every game is like 32. And we could, we, I mean, our team did not perform. The, the injuries didn't cost us the game. We did. The lack of execution, mm-hmm. the lack of being prepared, and the, and the stupid play calling and the bonehead plays. You know, uh, at the end of the game, our defense to not be able to tackle them once inbounds, once, once, they yeah. couldn't do it. Not once. And by the way, and to have a rookie, one more time, outplay Tua. This rookie, I mean, it's pathetic. And I'm saying once because Purdy did it last year. Uh, oh, now he's a good rookie. He turned out to be phenomenal, the last pick in the draft, uh, or seventh round pick, mm-hmm. whatever he was. Uh, but Le- Levis, the game that he put on, he's the first rookie ever to pass for over 300 yards on Monday Night Football. The first team ever to lose a, a game being up by 14 points with like whatever two and a half minutes left. I mean, uh, I can't three minutes. It still oh. boggles my mind that 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 happened with when we have Ramsey and X, you know, and we have <laughs> uh, the numbers are, are a, bad. a defensive line that's been applying consistent pressure with or without Phillips. So, yeah, uh, but 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 Alex brings up a good point, Scott, which is they weren't really. They didn't really have consistent pressure the whole night. That second half, the first half of the game, they were pressuring very well. The second half of the game, he sat back there, and and those last two drives, the last three minutes, I mean, it's inexplicable to me how a team can play that well defensively for a portion of the game and then just disappear, not not cover the sidelines to make sure that they're tackled in bounds. I mean, it was just like they did whatever they want, and it wasn't even close. Wasn't I mean, close. if you know, if you're, 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 and it wasn't even close. Some of those plays, like no one was around, and it was like inexplicable to me. I, I couldn't believe I was watching it. It was, it was just ridiculous. And you wonder, like, how do you have a breakdown like that? I will tell you this: I'm real eager to watch Hard Knocks this week. This next week, not the the, the edition that came out yesterday. The Jets game version. But yes, because I'm really eager to see how he changes during this week in practice or if he changes or how the demeanor maybe morphs into something a little a little different. I, I love his demeanor with the players. I see why the players like him watching Hard Knocks. But you got to get this is a point where you get a little tough. I mean, everyone has to be accountable mm-hmm. now to to this complete debacle, you know, because that's all it was. It was a complete 
and total debacle. When you're a two-touchdown favorite and you lose in the last three minutes of the game when you're up by two touchdowns, yeah, just and that's, just, that's all you need to that, do. That's all you need to do. Stop that's a complete once. debacle. Right. Yeah. And then and offensively. Then on top of that, offensively, we had two opportunities to score again and couldn't make anything happen at all. Yeah, or, or not even score, but just the keep the keep the ball yeah. and and right. end the game. I mean, right. it was like they were just waiting for the clock to have triple zeros on it, and 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 they were you know figured well the clock's going to run out we're going to win, but but boy were they sorely mistaken. Yep, it's a letdown in so many things. I I, I you know I was it was too painful. I mean, I guess a good analyst is going to go back and and watch those last two drives again. Um, what I did not see a blitz. Did you see us blitzing? No, we were sewn. It looked like point. we were going in a zone and prevent yeah. type of defense. Yeah. And so uh, you know that the one thing that this rookie Levis is going to rely on is his best wide receiver, Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Hopkins yep. ate us alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he really, he really, he really and you know, whether it was Ramsey or whether it was X or I saw an article that put all the blame on, uh, <laughs> Kohu, which, you know, we looked at the stats and no, the stats don't it wasn't agree, quite, but no, not at all. No. it was yeah. Howard. It was mostly Howard that was getting beat well, by him repeatedly. Yeah, I mean, you you saw on one of their big gains on the last drive, Levis feed the ball and a you know uh, had all the time to wait for him to get into a crossing pattern and and Ramsey trailing you know five or six or seven yards behind him. I'm like, what happened there? How could Ramsey get? Ramsey so said bad? he was and supposed to get help on, on that. That's what he said. That's what he said. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He was. If you're in a zone frequently, that's what happens. You cover them in an area, and then you hand it off to the person in the next zone, right? Who's yes. And yeah. So how do you how do you miss how do you miss Hopkins how do you miss Hopkins? So I don't know. There's so many things that just raise a million questions about our our execution and coaching in uh in the circumstance. Look to to look at. yeah, but but here, but but here, can I just? Here's the one thing I just want to point out, which I pointed out in our in our little chain of uh, our text chain. We still hold our destiny in our own hands. The bottom line is, if the Miami Dolphins win every game from now to the end of the season, and I know some people after watching that game will laugh at me for saying that, but if they do win every game, we are the number one seed in the in the AFC. So. It, as bad as it was, it wasn't. It wasn't the end of the world because we still hold our fate in our own hands. Right. And That's- and if they're if they're players that have confidence and believe in their abilities, that should mean a lot. That should mean everything, really. Yep. 100%. Well, we're playing uh, three very very good defenses in a row. I mean the Jets. The Cowboys and the Ravens. This offense, the way it's looking, it's it's. I mean, it's not looking. It 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 just does not look great. It looks like a. I mean, we're going against Tennessee guys that everybody targets as as a defense that boy they're going to give up a lot of yardage. They do, and we bur- we got three points through, and then we got two gifts at the end of the game. That's why our, our offense scored. 
And there's no way you could tell me that right. Hill is going to, if he does make that big of a difference, we got problems because we should be able to move the ball with Waddle. I mean, Waddle got targeted more than Hill and he did pretty well. Is there something there's yes. what's missing is execution on that offense. We're not, we're not finishing mm-hmm. the drives that we need to finish. And maybe this lesson was learned and we're going to continue trying to pound the ball, but we're a pretty damn good running team. And we could really, yes, yeah. we are. And the, at a minimum, yeah. I'd like to see a balance and not well, we just had a, a balance, balance in the game, but a balance in the drives. Yeah, we had a balance, but you know, uh, if if Wilson comes in here and outplays Tua, but we're in trouble. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, and let me and let me point out, he was a. I, I don't know if you saw any of the Jets uh, Texans game. He looked I pretty good. The Texans man. were. Yeah. Texans looked, were just destroyed. You know, I mean. Yeah, they they crowd. were. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were completely deflated. Talk about deflated when he went down. They were completely yeah that team deflated, yeah. Yeah. but. But but Wilson has a good game and he doesn't make a lot of turnovers. It could be a close a close game. You bring up a great point, but I I think the Dolphins this week will just run 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 and run some more against the Jets. I think that's going to be their their mo. I would be, wouldn't be surprised if they had forty plus running plays in this this upcoming. It's game. funny. I'm I'm less um, confident this game than I was when we played them at, at Met- in the Meadowlands. And and even guys, even if we beat the Jets and we pound them, they're gonna say, "Ah, you did it to a bad team. They're not that good." Uh, we need to win. We need we need to win this game. I wish we would have won this game. Well, even by a point, it would have been like, "Okay, well, we played like crap." But and then that we yeah. if we could beat yeah, the Jets. Uh, yeah. So I went from super confident last week to uh, just worried about everything right now. I you know I've always said that. Uh, I not always. I've been consistent in the little bit of criticism we have for the number one offense. Right? It's so hard to to say to be heavily criticized. But I feel like the difference, the delta, is showing up. And when we play good teams, obviously that's that's the national narrative, and we've complained about that. But it's right. It right? is what it is. Right. Right. Yes. And and that's yep. what's going to happen in the playoffs. And I have. Uh, I, I am back to having a very low level of confidence that we can win playoff games with the way that we're operating right now. You go from the magical experience of heading up to Washington and just blowing them out, and then you get raised up to cloud nine and like everything's clicking, everything's working, the defense looks great, the offense looks great. And then you come back down here at home against a bad team and do that and, you know, lay this egg. No, I think, I think, you know what, Alex, I, and, and Scott, I think you're right. I think for us to really do anything this year, postseason, and I'm making the assumption we are going to be in the playoffs. I saw some of those guys are quickly jumping off the, the wagon here fast after that game. Some yeah. of our buddies, you know, predicting now, well, maybe we'll go 10 and seven or something. I, I don't think so, but but I, I think really to go into the playoffs, we have those last three games. We got to win two or, or all three of them because we need something to gain confidence. If the narrative stays, oh yeah, the Miami Dolphins can only beat bad teams. I, I think I don't think we go far in the playoffs if that's the case. But and and let me tell you, to me, watching right now, 
I believe maybe San Francisco might be the outlier, but I don't think there's a better team than the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL right now. I think they're playing as good a football from top to bottom, offensive, defensive, all phases of the game. I would pick um, San Francisco over them. Yeah, I, I think it. it's cl- – I think, you know, it's, you could debate 1A and 1B maybe, but I think they're they're as good as anyone, and I think that is going to be they are. The, the barometer for us is that game. I really do believe if we if we can beat the Cowboys, it will give us a kind of confidence that I think will catapult us – into the postseason. And then the other side is we need Armstead back. I mean, uh, there's no two ways about it. We need a couple of these offensive linemen healthy and back and performing or else we're not going to, two is not going to be able to win games on his own, bottom line. And guys, we we need Holland. Holland on defense makes, uh, it just makes such a difference. I mean, I think he would have made some play back there. I mean, Elliot, his replacement, one of the plays that I had marked down here is another play that could have been made that we would have won. Uh, you know, it, well, it was actually uh, it wasn't him. It was uh, it was Jones. our corner number four. No, number four. Kohu. Kohu. had the interception in his hands and dropped it. Maybe that's what they were saying in that article, Scott, because that was his bad, the worst play he made. He yeah. had an interception, would end the game right there. Well, most likely. Yes. <laughs> barring a barring a, yeah. barring a yeah. fumble or something More terrible stupid miracles. by us. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, guys, I, I'm not super down on, on our team, but I am. I, I the, the my concern is is it's again the offense. I think our defense will will come around. I think our defense once Holland comes back and we got such great coaching, we'll be fine. Our offense better get coached up, and we better learn how to how to protect the ball better and stop the stupid penalties and the stupid timeouts we cannot continue back to that that behavior that's, yes that's concerning to me at this stage of the season to have that come back that's how, how that's are you not you know getting what? The play in. how are you not getting the play in sooner how at home it's yeah it's, and and and, no and, and we had stopped that, that yeah that had stopped. I mean, we we had seemed seemingly had corrected that. I, I want to point one out one other thing, guys, which is we really need to upgrade our tight end position with this oh, team. Yes. We have tight For sure. we have tight ends. Do we have a we have a tight end? I mean, we have tight ends. I guess that can block decent, pretty good. Yeah, well, that's not Hill. Not Hill. Not Hill. Yeah. <laughs> but, He's missing every block. <laughs> I mean, but Hill has cost us. Yeah, but but here's what, another. Anyway, how is, here's it, another how is it that we don't have? How is it we don't have a tight end that we can rely on on third and two or fourth and two or three? You know, somebody that even instead of instead of doing that fade to to the corner fade over to Hill, uh, to Hill, we can throw ever. a tight end. Yes. But guys, are we are we going to stop? My last thing here on the on a bitching Wednesday <laughs> is. Can we stop that damn screen? Yes, I, we're going to get the kid just, killed. You just usurped the next thing I was going to say. That screen done with has that. killed us so many times. It 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 lost the Kansas City game for us. It uh, affected the Philadelphia game uh, with a terrible negative play. And yesterday, yep. it hurt. It hurt Hill. It got Hill hurt. And by the way, it also sucked when they called it with with Asian and they threw the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage yeah. with no with no timeouts. Yeah. And so he yeah. got you yeah. know I mean I I I don't get it. I, it's just 
We have to stop that shit. It's just killing us. Every time we run that play, uh, Hill Hill's going to get killed. Find out there. a different way He's, to get Hill in space the ball. Find a different way. They do to get McDaniel's that that's did his string. Even play in the second half. It, I know he did, but it didn't feel like he did. So again, we had all he was these our pass, he was pass, our pass. He, yeah. he he was our most targeted receiver, I believe, and him and Waddle. Uh, he was targeted a lot, and he he he. He did well. It's just we didn't we didn't get him the ball in space. Yep. Especially in the last drive. <laughs> Jeez. For sure. Four yards behind the line of scrimmage. That was that was just. Yeah. Hopefully McDaniel's going to learn from all this. One good thing about our coach is that he has learned from his mistakes and and gets better. Um, even though at some some reason you know this whole running thing has been really difficult for him. It's so funny because we we talked about it. He's he was an, a running coach. Yeah. I don't know why he abandons it so quickly every game. It's just mind-boggling. Well, are we going to beat the Jets, guys? Well, I have one more question about a player. Oh, yeah. Since you brought up the uh, mm-hmm. the the tight end, which I completely agree with, if we'd had an additional mm-hmm. weapon, you know, a guy rumbling up the seam of his own, which is your typical tight end big win, that could get open and catch the ball and sit in the zone and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That would have helped us help this offense yeah, quite right. a bit. Totally agree with that one. So I thought we picked up Claypool to be that guy. Where was Claypool? Why aren't we using him? That's a great Does point, anyone, Scott. Anyone have an explanation? I don't he's know. Was the, he even, he's also the perfect guy. Was he even guy. active? He's also the perfect guy to catch those faders in the corner. Because he's tall and can jump and has hands. And is right? physical. Right. Yes. All of those things. Check, 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 check. He's your, he's your Ronda Gadsden. Uh, he's your, you know, your corner jumper guy that, that we seem to be lacking on this team. Love Hill. Right. But he shouldn't be your fade guy in the corner. He's not going to out jump people. He's little. Well, and we knew, and, and we knew going into the season that we didn't have a really a, a, a number one tight end. And so, and this year in the, this past year in the draft, I mean, we've seen some really good ones come out of the draft. Kincaid, wow. Kincaid, Laporta. I mean, there's, there's some guys that usually, and usually, as you know, rookies don't really perform at that position too well. And they have been this year. Yes. But they have been. That's how good the the class was. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's his offense. Maybe he doesn't see the importance, although Heck Kittle was quite a weapon when he was there um, as the oh, yeah. offensive coach in, in, in sure. San Francisco. So I, I don't really I really don't know why that is. But it's it was really to me, it was noticeably lacking in that game on Monday night. That weapon they didn't have that they probably could have used. In some of those, especially in some of those, you know, third and fourth and three and four and two type situations. So hopefully that's something they correct uh, in this upcoming offseason and get, you know, a, a real number one tight end. Because we certainly don't have, have one now. I haven't seen Claypool and we on could Hard also... Knocks either. So I'm like wondering, where is he? Where is the guy? Claypool. He's not catching the offense. It's got to be that. It's got to be that he's just not. Not is not catching because he's a big receiver yeah. that looks like a tight end. Yeah, he's the per. I mean, he could be one of those H back. What I said, type he of guys, seemed like you know, the whatever. perfect person to fill that role. And, and Sukama was going to be that guy too, that big receiver. Mm-hmm. 
And he's done for the year. He's done, yeah. done. Yeah, yes. Yep. That's a shame. I totally forgot about him. You're right, Alex. That's a good point. I mean, he was maybe that guy that would have been would have been a great weapon for us this year. Totally forgot about him. All right, back to- he, he played well. He played well. Yes. Anyway. Yes, very. <laughs> very. So the Jets. I feel the same but not as confident in that there's no way we should lose this game. With I think our defense is going to step up, Scott, and 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 really keep us in the game and win. Our offense is going to sputter along, but hopefully get enough points. We should be able to win, beat these guys if we score like 24 points mm-hmm. easily. We you should. Know, I think we can. We could. We should be able to run on the Jets. Yeah. Everybody else does. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Look, and we, we should also be able to hit our, our tight. Well, if we had a tight end, <laughs> they give up a lot to the tight end too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about yeah. working play so, Claypool into a, a, that role, similar role. I don't think Claypool's even going to touch the field. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think no, it might be. It might win. be what you're saying, Alex. It just might be that he's not catching on to the offense. But I think. Listen, it's just a complicated offense. It is. I think. Not I think emotion. this. I think this this the Jets game is is you know I think they're going to blow them out. I, quite frankly, I don't even think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think the Boy, Jets, I wish. I, I wish. think the Jets too. are playing for a lot of pride. I, I would but, love to see. I would love to see angry Dolphins, angry. At that's what, what I think last we're gonna, week and come out yes. and just take it out on the Jets. I think that this game is a wake up call for the Finns. I think they're going to come out on their with their A game against the Jets. And they're going to just just march through them. I mean, it's the last three games. Those last three games are the momentum, confidence builder going into the playoffs, and they got to win at least two. Well, we of got them. we got four games left. Yeah, yeah. We got four no, games I'm talking left. about after the after the Jet game. Those oh, last okay. three okay, after the are going to be the the. It's going to be make or break. It's they're either going to gain confidence playing those three games. Or they're gonna sort of, you know, wilt into the playoffs and just wilt out real quickly. But a loss, a loss to the Jets, guys, in our season is is in a in a free fall. Yes, for I, sure. We I, cannot I lose I, two games at we can't lose two games at home against mediocre teams. That's right. It can't happen. No, we cannot. And lose mediocre, teams, mediocre so is being nice. Mediocre is being nice. It's being nice. Yeah. I mean, these are this is a a four win. What are the Jets right now? These uh, Tennessee was a four-win team. What are the Jets? I think they're three or four wins so far this year. I mean, come on, come on. We can't lose to these guys. And, and I agree with Andy. I think I'm not sure we're going to blow them out. I think it'll be closer. I Jets think the both defenses wins. are going to be five wins. Yeah, they're five and eight. Yep. Yeah. So the Jets are five and eight. Uh, we should win this game, but I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Is is whoever's defense, whoever makes the least amount of errors, and uh, I believe it'll be hopefully us that makes the least amount of errors and wins this game, yeah. and then we could go into that that game with Dallas with a little more confidence. That is the key to success. So, that's it, man. So, yep, that's it. Totally agree. Uh, any last thoughts? Any last words? Any cool information coming down? Uh, well, the only the stuff I can, Daniel, run the ball. Run the ball, McDaniel. The only thing I can tell you from the motherland here in Miami is that is that 
We expect rain until kickoff on Sunday. We're sitting here doing this on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They expect five days of rain here in Miami. So you might, you might, and I looked at the weather uh, prognostication for the next week. It looks like rain again on Sunday. Of course, that may change, but you may get a sloppy one. That's why I think 40-plus carries. I would not be surprised 40-plus carries for the Dolphins against the Jets on Sunday. I will be very surprised, but I would love to see that. I don't think rain or no rain or snow is going to stop McDaniel from passing the ball. <laughs> 30, 30 Him and our postman, right? Uh, please, yeah, him and him. It's not going to stop. Please me. put a circle and a red dash through the outside wide receiver screen, especially you know five yards off the off the line of scrimmage. I, I, Anybody, I've, I've I would say that's that not play, allowed anymore. And, and I think we've got too many examples of failure. Uh, if you're going to do wide receiver screens, find a different play. I think McDaniel found Gase's uh, old playbook, yeah. and he's, he decided to pull one play out <laughs> hey, of it. That's the yeah. that damn play. Well, with Gase, <laughs> no. there was a bubble around him. With us, there doesn't seem to be a bubble. I mean, maybe that's what Hill, the block Hill is missing every time, but I don't, you know. Hill misses every block. He's, uh, I, I, that was the worst signing we've done as far as a tight end for a long time. This kid, terrible draft pick. But anyway, let's uh, let's win this game, man, guys. Uh, I, I hope Andy's 100% right. That's a blowout. I think it'll be a little bit closer. What do you think, Scott? I am going to say that it's uh, a two-score win. That's good. Yeah. I like it. Two scores, hopefully touchdowns, not field yeah. goals. Yeah, well, they, they... <laughs> <laughs> I agree because Scott's, Scott's stress level will be much higher if it's two two field goals as opposed to no. Now, uh, should I define two score win for you, Alex? Because I thought you knew football. That means no, the man, other to team me, has to score from twice. What I've seen from our yes. team, two scores to to be yeah whatever. Yeah, okay. I don't know, man. To me, when I think two <laughs> scores, uh, I don't know. I get it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we were, we had a 14-point game. I thought it was going to be enough with uh, two scores, but it wasn't. So With three minutes know. left, yeah. yeah. A tough one to uh, to swallow for sure. All right. Let's, yeah. uh, let, okay. let's go beat these hated Jets. J-E-T-S. Suck, suck, suck. Suck, suck, suck. suck. They sure do. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go Dolphins. Three, okay. two, one. Go Go Dolphins! Dolphins. The Two Old Dolphins podcast is proud to be a member of the Dolphins Talk Podcast Network. In addition to our website at twooldolphins.com, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more, we can also be found at DolphinsTalk.com. We have a sponsor we'd like to thank, Sawbox Music Company, makers of eclectic stringed instruments, boutique tube amplifiers, and custom portable music devices. Check them out at SawboxGuitars.com. That's S-A-W-B-O-X-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.com. Or find them on Facebook. 
You can reach out to us through our website and email address that's there, or find us on Twitter where we're very active. Uh, we have an Instagram account that we post to occasionally, and uh, a Facebook page. Our podcast contains the music of two bands. We'd like to thank the original Tartanic drum and bagpipe champions. You can find their music and more at tartanic.net. A huge shout out to Rick the Jesus and the boys of Adelitas Way. Can't thank them enough for allowing us to use their kick-ass rock in our podcast. You can find them everywhere. Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Spotify. And make sure to catch them when they're touring because they are the best. Thank you for listening to Two Old Doll Fans. Join us next week for more news, analysis, and old guy stories. Good night. Two Old Doll Fans. <laughs>